I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. Today's beautiful episode is with my dude, Mr. Carl Pally. Carl is an elite level gymnast or was elite level gym. I don't know. How does that work? If you were at one point, are you always, um, I don't know. He has a robust history in a variety of movement and thoughts and perspectives that I really appreciate. So we've, um, we got into all sorts of things ranging from like breath work to meditation to why the heck it is we go. And what's the point of moving in the first place? What's the point of moving well? What's the point of caring about fitness? Um, it's really good. I enjoyed the conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed as well. Thank you so much for tuning into the website, alignpodcast.com. On there, you can start the five-day movement challenge that breaks down some fundamental movements that I believe everyone needs to have in their day-to-day life. And uh, you can get started on that thing. Just jump on there, alignpodcast.com, and we'll get them blasted out to you. Thank you so much to Cured Nutrition for supporting this episode. They are certainly one of my favorite uh, CBD companies out there. Uh, they do a great job with blending herbs and spices and all sorts of delicious stuff along with CBD. So you get that medicinal value of the cannabis and um, you're also getting delicious herbs and spices. I find sometimes just like doing the oils to be kind of like, I don't know, boring. It doesn't always taste that good. So I like it infusing the spices. So I recommend those guys. Um, you can jump on to curednutrition.com and use a line code for 10% off any of your purchase. And they're affordable. It's great. Very rare. The CBD companies are affordable and Cured does it somehow. Um, thank you guys so much for sharing this with your friends. Thank you so much for uh, leaving reviews on iTunes. And I think that's it. We're ready to go. I'm here in Costa Rica still doing a, uh, a yoga teacher training, which is really interesting. Diving into yoga and all those things. It's really fun. You guys don't need to hear that. I apologize for delving in to the, the annals of my my ridiculous, stretchy life. All right, here we go. Back to the show. Carl Pallet. Pow! Align Podcast. Have you ever heard a book called Radical Honesty? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. Have you read it? I have not. Dude, you got to. You got to. I've read 42 pages of it. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting into it. And uh, Is it good? It's fucking good. Okay. Yeah, it's like real good. So the guy, first of all, the guy gives uh, minimal fucks. He's like, mm-hmm. he cusses in it. He's like the super smart mm-hmm. psychologist guy, but he's just like keeping it super real throughout that's awesome. the whole thing, which is, oh, that's like refreshing in and of itself. He's, you know, publishers are like turning him down and all that stuff because he refused to give fucks essentially. Mm-hmm. And then when you read it, you're like, oh, wow, it's like it feels it's refreshing to not see something that's just like another ghost written, you know, typical mm-hmm. type sounding book. So I like it for that reason. And it's uh, the first 42 pages that I've read thus far. I, pro- <laughs> I promise I will finish that book. It is good. Those uh, 42 pages those are so good. good. I highlighted a lot. Uh, but in those first 42 pages, one of the big focuses is uh, how we just we kind of aggregate our belief systems as we go. And we start off like most all religions are trying to get back into that first, like that like womb phase of your life where you're just open, expansive creativity. You know, you're this open vessel. 
And then throughout your life, you keep on learning these things. And he kind of refers to it as like lying to yourself in a way. You learn these different things. And then you start to take on these different roles that you think you're supposed to be. And it's like these cultural norms and all that. And you look in yourself in the mirror, like you're saying, and you're like this, this, this image that you've created that's not necessarily accurate or maybe dissonant with like that deeper mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. You know, so his radical honesty, I think, with the 42 pages that I've gathered so far is about getting out of that bullshit idea of what you think you are. Yeah, that's that you know? that's that's about right. Uh <laughs> and when it comes to the fitness industry, it's kind of like uh, my ego wants to be really successful, wants to be the best. Right. You know, it's, and when you see an opportunity to be the best, uh our ego likes to hold on to that. And I I think in my case when it, it comes to the fitness industry, I have gone through phases where I've seen opportunity. The field is wide open for me, and I'm just like, I'm taking over. Yeah, right. And you do it, and it's very fun. And uh, although you may operate with you know positive intent and with integrity and trying to do, quote unquote, the right thing, when you go around chasing opportunities, what ends up happening is that somewhere along the lines, you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't have strategies or an environment that's conducive for reminding you of who you are along the way, you're going to arrive at the top and all of a sudden you're going to be like, what the hell am I doing here? Right. It's that it's like the example of you know uh, climbing up the wall the the ladder that's leaning against the wall that you thought you wanted to climb up and all of a sudden you're at the top and you're like I'm on the wrong wall. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the fitness industry for a while felt like that, and now I realize, wait a second, I'm leaning against the right wall. It's just the conversation that I want to have within the fitness industry is very different than move better. Right. When it comes to the physique, it's more of a mental, emotional process. And yes, it does express itself physically, uh, but it's not limited to the physical performance. How do you put that into five easy steps to integrating your mind and body or whatever? You don't, because that's the easy way. Yeah. That's the way that everyone wants it done. Right. And it's like the three steps, the five steps, this whole thing, which is great for selling and uh, adding velocity to your business and making sure that within your short lifespan that you supposedly have, you can make the impact <laughs> that you're supposed to make. Uh, that's the bullshit that uh, fitness continues to feed us. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm over it. And I struggle because... I'm surrounded by very rational people, people who are practical, people who understand the importance of uh, being simple, clear, and compelling. And sometimes you need to say things like, what are your pain points? Or here are three you know, steps to uh, you being free, or doing something extraordinary. Uh, so I listen to them. And then at the same time, I try to uh, gently just, you know, bring two middle fingers up. <laughs> yeah. Good. A soft, a soft yeah, fuck Just you. a very soft, That's like, good. thank you, I love you. That being said, I'm going to continue to uh, try to nurture this side of who I am and what I believe in because I really think there's something there. And um, as time goes by, maybe I can revert 
or regress back into something that sounds like the five steps too. Right. But until then, I'm going to continue being in this little gray area, uh, gray space where everything is a little cloudy and foggy and confusing. <laughs> I think the five steps, I mean, obviously that's like a part of the, the upcoming book that I'm doing. So I'm, mock, I'm mocking myself I get intentionally. Um, and I think that it is there is value for giving people a, a handle to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like the Trojan horse. If you just come in and you're like, ah, like here, it's like the Trojan horse is like the five steps or whatever the bullshit marketing mm-hmm. thing is. Like there's no f- one five steps that's going to truly put everything together for you. But if you're overly nebulous, then people are just like, I don't know where to start, so I won't. Right. People need an anchor to be able to connect with you yeah. and, and relate to you. And that's why uh, an example, I know we're jumping around a lot right that's now, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to the point. We're yeah. going to land eventually. We're going to align. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to line that thing down and, and we'll be aligned in a second. Yeah. Um, okay. An example. Yeah. Uh, CrossFit comes around. I come around CrossFit. I realize that everyone wants to get this muscle up. Uh, They struggle to get it. I come out and I'm like, guys, nothing to worry about. I have arrived. I have a few simple steps that are going to get you there if you're willing to put in the work. People watch it. They consume it. They still struggle with it. I've given them as many ladders and handles as I can possibly come up with. I can't figure out more ways of teaching you how to do this. Now, it's up to you to do the work, right? You need to go do the work. And people uh, still struggle with it. So you begin to wonder, like, what, what's going on here? Why am I giving you the prescription, the steps, the ladder, the formula, and you're still not getting it? Well, it can't be on me anymore. There has to be something else. So that, back in the day, I mean, this is like maybe four or five years ago, was driving me absolutely nuts. So I was like, screw the muscle up and screw all of you. I'm putting out all this content, and now I'm like, you know, mad. I have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, screw all of you. Uh, and, and stop sending me messages about the damn muscle up. Fast forward. You're like resenting what you've created. Exactly. Fast (laughs) forward. Because I thought, here here I come. I'm the guru, guys. I'm the guy that's giving you the solutions. Come on. Do it, right? You got it. And no one's doing shit. So you're just kind of disappointed. You're wondering what, what the problem is. It must be me. No, it must be you. So you have this internal battle. Whatever. I put it to rest. I gave myself some space. And uh, fast forward to the present day, today, 2018. We're in, what, August, uh, September 1st, tomorrow. I recently thought it was 2008. Uh, Very embarrassing. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I had to do awkward math. I'm like, oh, 10 years. I was just with Daniel right now at a coffee shop wondering how old I was 10 years ago. I was like, 36 minus uh, 10. What is that? Don't Uh, don't do that to me. 26. (laughs) I did it on a piece of paper. There you go. Embarrassing. Yeah. Anyways. I have an interesting anecdote about numbers and your brain and such, but continue on. Okay. We'll talk about it yeah. because I, I, ha- I suffered from a little bit of that the Perfect. other day on the plane. Perfect. Dude, totally we're all over the place. No, it's good. Are the listeners, are you, are you guys still with us? They're there. Okay. Yeah, okay. They're, pr- they're present. All right. Fast forward to the present day. Now, guess what I'm doing? Mm. I'm teaching 
the Muscle Up Masterclass. Full circle. Full circle. (laughs) And you know what it is? It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Hmm. Because people are attracted to this idea of the muscle up. Yeah. Making a million dollars, having six-pack abs, doing a handstand, uh, whatever it may be that you're attracted to. People are attracted to this idea. Great. If you're attracted to this idea, and I happen to be, quote-unquote, an expert (laughs) in this concept, what I want to do is I want to use this movement, this thing that you're attracted to, as an excuse to figure out who are you and why do you care about this? And if by the end of our interaction, talking about the muscle up, you realize that you care about it, hopefully now you have some clarity. You got the rungs to climb the ladder. You have some motivation. So you have some fire that will fuel you to take action or you'll be confused enough that now you are going to use that confusion as the new space that you created to become a student and grow into the knowledge that you need. So I've come to a point where I'm at peace. I'm like, if you want to come to me for the muscle up, welcome in. Yeah. And once you're here, I'm going to guide you through uh, a conversation that's going to lead you to the true answers, not the muscle up, but what the muscle up can actually give you, like what it can provide for you, how it can get your needs met. So when those needs are met, you bridge the gap between the thing that you have in your head and reality, the way that you're truly expressing yourself in the world. And that's the beauty of it. So now I'm kind of like, I am so grateful that I was, You know, this gymnast that came into the CrossFit scene and, you know, had the keys. (laughs) And how cool is that? And I think that's the paradox of life. We're all born with certain things that are unique to us uh, from the genetic code and the way our, our, our genes are expressed to how we have been nurtured through our environment and through the people that we've been surrounded by and the era that we've been born into. And all of these things are strengths and tools to be able to do what I believe is fitness, which is making you as capable as possible for being yourself in this very moment and that's all it is that's that's the secret sauce so what's the transition from muscle up to bigger than that that's a great question so um i start my uh muscle up master class by asking people if they have a muscle up right Everyone has a picture of what the muscle-up is. So I ask, hey, how many of you guys, show a hand uh, if you have a muscle-up. And you have some people that have them and some people that don't have them. And then I, 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 I pick someone that doesn't have a muscle-up and I, and I ask them, do you want to have a muscle-up? I would love to, Carl. That's why I paid the money to come here and see you. I flew from Egypt. A guy flew from Egypt to Toronto to come. <laughs> I'm not messing with you, dude. Crazy. That's cool. He's like, I flew from Egypt. I'm like, okay, come on over. Comes over, and I'm like, okay, do you see these rings? 
I want you to get over those rings and do that muscle up right now. Okay. They probably don't have YouTube in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> the only way. The, the only way. Anyway, the only way is if I fly to Toronto. Anyway, so I, I asked the guy to to do the muscle up. And he's like, right now? I was like, no better time than now. Go for it. And, um, well, they kind of like jump up on the rings and they like kind of try this thing. And, you know, they're like, this is dangerous. I I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, okay, what are you going to do about it? Well, uh, can I ask for help? I was like, you can do whatever you want. And then he or she will ask for help and then people will come up. They will choose who, who the help is. And then all of a sudden they start a dialogue. And they start talking about, well, I, I need to get up over the rings. Can you guys hoist me over the rings? Or can you do this? Or can you do that? Like, they start having a dialogue that is uh, bringing some clarity to the picture, some direction. And all of a sudden, they're working as a team to get this guy over the rings. Mm. So this guy gets, you know, hoisted up over the rings and finishes, you know, in the perfect support, whatever uh, kind of smile on their face or half smile. They're kind of confused most of the times. And then they come down and uh, I asked the simple question, did he or she get a muscle up? And some are like, yeah. And, and others are like, well, no, they, they did it for him. And that's when I go into uh, this conversation about uh, uh, success and self-worth and uh, what you see right now is the full expression with the current capacity. What you guys are judging it against is the picture that you have in your head. And all of a sudden, when, when you have this picture in your head and you see reality, what is potentially happening is you're creating this expectation gap of what it's supposed to be versus what it actually is. That's the radical honesty stuff. And that's the radical honesty stuff. So people get lost in the expectation gap. That's where they lose their self-worth. That's where they lose that self of, uh, that sense of uh, fulfillment. And what I want to do is I want to close that gap. And how can we right now be in a mindset where we're physically, emotionally, uh, and mentally in a place where we can see the true value of your current state of performance? Because if we can't see where you're currently at, as a base, you have no business adding anything on top of that. Right. And then um, the other piece of it is that you can't do this shit alone. You need a team. You need people. And you need to be really good at communicating to those people what it is that you need and how they can help you in a way where they're not doing it for you, but actually pushing you to do it yourself. And that's the fine line of the relationships that we need to build. And that's where fitness is developed. Hmm. You can go up in the mountains and, and train on your own all day, but eventually you're going to need to look yourself in the mirror or meet someone and, and gauge, am I part of this thing or not? Yeah. And that I think is the essence of uh, human nature and true human performance. And that's the conversation that I want to have. And now once you dial it down to your strengths, your values, your principles, where you're currently standing, your self-worth, 
Now, how does that express itself, not just in the gym, not just in your physical practice, but also in the way that you're speaking to yourself, the way that you're thinking about it, the way that you're feeling about it, the way that you're relating to other people, uh, the way that you are uh, building a vehicle that's going to be in your business or work that is delivering this message and in turn, hopefully, uh, becoming a mirror for everyone else to do the same. And this is where we're trying to make self-development cool again, sexy again. And this is where where I'm now coming in and saying, I want you to realize that this, which is something very natural, uh, by using a design approach, meaning just an integrated approach on uh, making conscious decisions, can help you create an environment that is conducive for this type of thinking, this type of feeling, this type of moving. And, and that's what we can call culture, eventually become societies, turn into gyms, brands. I don't care. Yeah. All I want you to do is realize that you're in control in certain aspects of your life. Let's control that. And now let's let the things that we're not in control of become the wave that we get to ride. Yeah, it's interesting the, the, the ties and the relationships that manifest as a product of doing hard things together. You know, like in those situations, like the, the bond that's happening there, one, people are touching each other, which is rare in our culture. Mm-hmm. Two, people are struggling. Three, people are thinking. You know, four, probably some other fact. There's all these different things that, that kind of congeal and bring us together. But you know, I think that most people, if you like really take an honest look at your life, it's pretty detached from all those things that really like actually, actually create bonds and relationships with the world around you and then even with yourself. I was doing a, I did a hot yoga class just like a couple of days ago with with a, a friend, and it was his first time, and he was like sincerely convinced that he like almost died. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was like, dude, I was passing out. Like I didn't think I was gonna make it, man. And we got done, and we had like this like really like beautiful bonding experience because I'm like I felt you know I, I got pretty jacked up by it too. Mm-hmm. You know, but those situations that are actually seem so hard and uncomfortable the reality once they're over they're like the most valuable things you could possibly do right if you can infuse that movement that like struggle that that challenge into it i mean i don't really have a point with this other than just we need to do more of that stuff we do and and and, you know when it comes to movement uh, the body is such a great bridge to all of these things it's you know that's why uh, you talk about the pain body yeah because that's where most people feel for the first time and that's the Trojan horse. That's the other Trojan horse. That's it. My back hurts. Oh, okay. exactly. Cool, sweet. Come in. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, so last week I was I was uh, traveling. I went and did a, a a workout. And I'm in I'm in this gym, and uh, I know a couple people, but I'm I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Um, simply because I, I know some people recognize me and then they have these expectations of how you're going to do things. They're kind of having these weird conversations with you and you kind of become a little distracted sometimes. And uh, I do this workout and in the beginning of the workout, I tweak my back. Just super, just one of those things. I, I, I put the barbell down. I'm like chalking up. I come back over. I bend over to grab the, the bar and I tweak my back as I'm bending over, I'm just like, what the hell? I'm Carl Pally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tweak my back. What is happening right now? Anyway, I tweak my back. And of course, I finished the workout. Uh, and I'm not 
I'm not going super hard or anything like that, but I can feel like I tweaked my back. I've had a herniated disc that I've been, you know, carrying around for a while. uh, And uh, this just like flared it up. I did a little something, something that got me off. And, and now I'm, I'm kind of in that uh, pain, pain zone. Right. Uh, Fast forward a week. uh, Yesterday we, we drop into class and um, I knew that was what was on the board. I would love to do it. I could totally do it, but I knew that if I did it as prescribed, I would not be aligned with my intent and purpose for moving and training, which is feeling great and looking great and doing it in a way that is inspiring to others. Like one of my, you know, physical affirmations is I want to be a safe, inspiring, long lasting mover, period. That's my affirmation. I tell myself that I am this, right? And when I see the prescription on the board, I'm like, you know what? My ego wants to do this because I know I want to compete with people. I love that. That's part of my nature. I'm fiery like that. Uh, But at the same time, I know that if I compete, I'm setting myself back. I'm not going to feel good. My back is going to be hurting. It's going to flare it up. It's unfair to my body. My body is my temple. Can't be shitting on it. So I had to... uh, create my own individualized prescription around this. And it looked uh, nothing like what everyone else was doing. All of a sudden, I feel like I don't belong. And the conversation in my head begins. And it leads to my self-worth and values less. When in reality, what I'm doing is I'm doing a huge service to myself. Yeah. So how do we align um, that conversation uh, in our head with uh, what is really happening right now in this moment and how it plays a part in the bigger picture. Yeah. That's the work. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I've been talking about. It's like, this is not about working out. This is about working in. Yeah. Like, what are you working into your program? What are you working into the way that you do things? Um, and, and, and I, I want to believe that if when your book comes out and, and people read your book, that they're thinking about taking in this new information, this new knowledge, and they're working it into their daily practice. Because you know that if they work it into their practice, they're going to be more aligned. They're going to be better. They're going to feel better. They're going to whatever. million bucks in six-pack. That's the guarantee. Exactly. That's the promise of the book. <laughs> promise. Guarantee. Beach body. Yep. Twenty four nine nine money-back guarantee. Bam. <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. But that's not the thing. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, be- otherwise, <laughs> you and I would not be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ironic thing is like when you're in this, those instances of um, where, you're, where you know the, the prescription in quotations, in that case, a little prescription, but whatever, whatever the prescription is, mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't suit your body. It's actually a really, it's like a, it's an opportunity to really truly be a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, so you want to be the leader and like, you know, stomp everybody on the workout or whatever. But the reality is it's kind of like when you have a question in school, you know, you don't want to ask questions. You don't want to sound dumb. But the reality is probably 75% of the room are like, I had the exact same question. <laughs> you know, so in those mm-hmm. instances where you're like, I'm really not feeling that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like, there's probably a good chance that there's, you know, another nice sized group of people that are like, it's not the best thing for their body, bodies either. And it's a beautiful opportunity for you to actually truly be a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, it, for me, it's twofold. It's one, uh, we all love instant gratification, right? 
we would love to be able to get, you know, what we want right now. It just, we want that. And everyone wants that. And sometimes when you're questioned, let's say, let's say there's a, yesterday there was a workout and, and people are like, Hey Carl, why aren't you doing a power clean right now? Why are you on, on the GHD doing hip extensions? I don't know how to explain it to you. I tweaked my back. Okay, uh, I I can't give you the <laughs> I can't give you the extent of reasons behind why I'm choosing this. Well, yeah, there's more uh, skill transfer that it gives me the opportunity to uh, move load that I can carry right now in a way that is conducive for healing my back and, and keeping me active. And I can give you that list, but. Um, but we can't in that moment. So you're never going to be fully understood. And that sense of uh, being fully understood, that instant gratification that that gives you, if we can remove ourselves from that, that that would be a powerful thing. The other thing is time, is that uh, we are mentally so bound by time and we can only think in finite um, ranges so it's almost like yesterday's workout is like the only workout I'm going to get and it may be the last. So right. so we, we, we get paranoid and it's how can we live in this moment, which is the micro, and still um, operate under the essence of the macro, which is, you know, 100 years that we're going to be around or whatever yeah. it may be. That's hard. Right. And, and that creates... Uh, an internal struggle that can lead to crazy conversations in your head and uh, translate into very crazy looking behaviors. And this is where the leadership on my end is my job as quote unquote, a coach is to be someone who educates people on uh, using their body in the best way they can and aligning them that with their purpose, their intentions And then figuring out what is the product of that. It's probably going to look a little bit different for you than it looks for me. And to be okay with that. To be okay to be different. Yeah. I took a picture of this sign in um, Thailand. It had like, you know, whatever, the Thai writing on it. But then it had a little picture of a turtle or rabbit. It says, uh, in English, and translation is, is... very complex. Do like do like turtle, not rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's my shit. You know, like that's the thing is like when you you see so many people, oftentimes that they were like maybe not steroids, but whatever kind of steroid s type thing. And they're like jacked and swollen and like raw, veiny. And there's all these as a man that might be very attractive, but so often you see those guys in five, ten, fifteen years, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> what happened? Mm-hmm. Whereas you see like the Qigong guy or the people that really, they were focusing on developing a relationship with themselves. You see that person in five, 10, 15 years and you're like, Oh, there's like, generally speaking, I think that the do like turtle, not rabbit in like a, a workout perspective makes a lot of sense. And then maybe sometimes being a rabbit every now and again has value, mm-hmm. but it's that relationship thing. I, w- I was doing a, a, a workout with a guy recently who had like tweaked his back and had hip stuff, had this whole anecdote of all the stuff that was wrong with him. And so I was like, oh, cool. Well, maybe, you know, I'll show you some like deadlifting techniques and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we went to do it and it just felt inappropriate. Mainly, I think I was just not feeling like doing it. Um, but instead we went through and did like this, like these breathing techniques and this mm-hmm. little like meditation thing and showed him how to like work at his office in a position on on the ground, you know, from like the 90-90 position, mm-hmm. crossing your legs and breathing and feeling your sit bones under the floor. And 
by the end of it, his pain was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so as opposed to just layering on more rabbit shit and just like, rah, mm-hmm. you know, let's like add more force to the system that's already broken. Yeah. Sometimes the most valuable thing you can do is pull back, cultivate that relationship, you know, and then at some point you'll, you'll, you'll just have this feeling of, of energy where you're like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But we always, I think me speaking for myself, I always have the tendency to want to just add more more strength, more yeah, power, there's, go, there's, go. There's stuff that's really cool to do. Like yeah. a muscle lift is cool. A backflip is cool. Yeah, Skiing cool. down a mountain is cool. Yeah. It's cool stuff. And I want to do cool stuff. The question is, how do I do cool stuff in a way that allows me to come home and be with my wife and my kid and my dog and, you know, be sitting on the couch here having this nice conversation and not be maybe in the hospital or I have to go and get an MRI today. Right. You know, and and not to live in this like permanent state of um, preventive medicine, which is kind of the culture that we're we're developing in many ways. When when you see, you know, Dr. Oz, for example, (laughs) on TV, which uh, we don't realize, but a lot of people watch this. And now with YouTube, you see people who have something very important to say, but they succumb to uh, I know that what gets me views is the, the, the quick fix, the five steps, the, the strong pitch. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's designing a lifestyle that allows you to, you know what, I'm going to work on the ground. Like one of the, one of the things that we have in the program, uh, in the freestyle training program is uh, here's a lifestyle thing. You're going to spend uh, 20 minutes on just sitting on the ground. Don't put your hands on the ground and see what happens. Hmm. And you know, the first five minutes, everyone's like sitting still. And then they're like, well, I need to move my legs. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. And then people naturally end up in a 90-90 position. No one invented, hey, if you do the 90-90, <laughs> you know, leg shape it's here. program. Back it's, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let the body do, but create um, scenario- situations that are conducive for you to realize those. An example, I was heading to the endodontist this morning and I'm walking into the office and I realize my heart rate is starting to go up. I'm like, damn, I'm nervous. I don't know what they're going to tell me, what's going to happen. I don't want to feel pain. That I start increases pain. Right? Being, in, being under stress. Yeah. So all of a sudden I start getting stressed. And um, before I even had a chance to think about my breath, I was already starting to breathe different and now you're like oh well breath work is important no shit sherlock right it's like no shit is important but how easy is it to not be aware of that and knowing that okay i can't control my heart rate but i can control my breath okay so if i control my breath maybe i can change my heart rate and that's the beauty of uh, engineering and understanding these things. But you have to have a level of awareness that uh, allows you to go there. Mm. And the only reason I have it is because I've trained, because I've meditated, because I've uh, lived 36 years of being exposed to feeling a shit ton. And I can go there pretty quickly. So I was able to, by the time I was entering the, the doctor's office... I was like, hey, guys, how's it going? Ready to sit in the chair. I'm super excited for this. Yeah. This is, What an opportunity. 
So what are the, the codifiable five easy steps in that situation for you? Yeah, so uh, I, can, I can walk you through it. I'm, I'm walking towards the building, and I, I, uh, there was this girl that was kind of like handing me some sort of flyer or something. And I, I said, no, thank you. And as I said, no, thank you, I just kind of realized that I had this like anxiety feeling uh, just kind of creeping up in my stomach. And then I realized, oh, wait, my heart rate is kind of up. And that's when I noticed. And as soon as my heart rate was up, uh, I started thinking, why, why is my heart rate up? Oh, yeah, I'm going to the doctor's office, and these are the potential scenarios that are coming. So I started thinking about what is coming. And as soon as I went there, which is kind of like the second realization, the second layer, I said, oh, yeah, wait a second. You're not there yet. Where are you? You're right here. You're right where your feet are. Okay. And then that pulled me straight back to myself. And that's when I realized, oh, yeah, you're breathing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the breath is important. And then as soon as I took three deep breaths as I was walking, just like each step I took, I was taking a breath, um, my heart rate immediately went down. And all of a sudden, I was pressing the, the button uh, for the elevator. I stepped in. I was saying hi to some people. And all of a sudden, I was just where I had to be in that moment. So if, 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 you, if there had to be quantifiable <laughs> steps that you're taking is, uh, is noticing what your body is telling you. I felt some sort of anxiety. For me, it was coming from my stomach and up. Hmm. The second thing uh, I, I started realizing as I felt the anxiety was me thinking, why am I feeling this way? What is it that's coming up? Oh, shit, I'm about to go to the doctor, and the doctor potentially has some bad news, and maybe they're going to poke me with those really uncomfortable things. And I'm gonna... And then I was like, wait a second, that's a story I'm telling myself. I'm not even there. Where am I? So here comes step three. All of a sudden, you realize what you're thinking. That's step two. Where am I? Step three. And now step four is focus on the thing that you can control, breath, the way you move, the way that you speak, you, you can control these things. Yep. Uh, and then five is like own the moment. Step into where you're actually at. And where I was, I was in an elevator. Hello, good morning, how are you? You know? Yep. And all of a sudden, you're actually part of life. And you're getting to enjoy it rather than be suffering and, and thinking and worrying and having all this shit that is all made up. Yeah. That we're making up. And it's made up because it's how we have been, um, uh, uh, how we've evolved to survive. So that's where the appreciation has to come. Thanks to these, uh, this moment of like anxiety, I'm actually alive today. But now how can I use this in a way that is positive for me? I can be proactive in using what my body has as, as a tool for my survival rather than succumbing to it. Right. Yeah, it's interesting how that same stress response that keeps you here, when you let it go out of control, it kills you. Yeah, so it's like having that 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 you know balance is always the the key, I guess. Pain is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Where, where, you're, oh, where you're saying when you actually um, are stressed and you're perceiving something as as it's going to be painful. So if you give somebody, um, if you tell somebody that you're about to burn them, mm-hmm. and then you put an ice cube against them, mm-hmm. they wig out as though you actually they literally got burned. Mm-hmm. They can even actually there can actually be I guess would be like called psychosomatic, I don't know inflammation where you can literally see a mark. Where they've convinced themselves mm-hmm. so much that they've been burnt that a, that a little mark of a burn manifests itself. You can do that with um, 
hip, hypnosis as well. Mm-hmm. You can hypnotize people and believe in like, and uh, split personality is the same thing. They go into another personality that has like a, a scar or a rash that can manifest. It's like our perception of what pain is mm-hmm. and like what's really going on. Um, I don't think anybody has any idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I know. I, th- I, th- I think that's huge, and and I and I totally believe in it. And uh, going back to the doctor, the reason I was at the endodontist was because I went to my dentist the other day to get my teeth cleaned. The hygienist is like, "Oh my God, your teeth are so beautiful and so clean, and you do such a great job." And I was like, oh, "Thank you so much," you know. <laughs> and then I see the dentist, and the dentist is like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, last time you came in, oh I saw that you had a little thing there. I want to double check it." And then we're doing some like X-rays, and then he's looking at me with the most worried facial expression I've ever seen. And I'm like, "Am I gonna die from this like tooth thing?" And he goes down the list of all the scary things that can happen to you. I left the dentist thinking, holy shit, I may die because this tooth is rottening or something. A month later, I'm at the endodontist, and he's like, no. We did all the tests, and we went above and beyond to make sure that you were okay, and I don't see anything. This is in your head. Mm. And as soon as I left that place, I was like, dude, I'm healed. Yeah. (laughs) My endodontist is Jesus. Some, that's some shaman shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I believe I believe in that, and uh, I think that is is totally right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Emotions are processed in the same part of the brain as uh, pain. So when you have a sensation of like, say, like rejection or something like that, like a really uncomfortable emotional sensation, um, that's, I think it's, I mean, I don't know anything about this. I just read little snippets. Um, I think it's the anterior cingulate cortex, whatever. You can trick me. I don't know either. Other people know more about this than me. Um, But anywho, from what I've read, that's a place where we're processing both emotional pain and physical pain. So a a pinprick, a burn, Mm -hmm. literally the way that it's processed inside your noggin is just as though your girlfriend broke up with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating, yeah, so which is awesome. So like chronic pain, a high percentage of, there's a guy, John Sarno, heal, heal your back pain, I think is what it's called, um, healing back pain. And he, in that book, that he claims like 90% or 95% of chronic back pain or chronic pain in general mm-hmm. is uh, actually happening is like emotional repression. Mm-hmm. So if you can get to the root cause of why you're actually all bundled up and tight inside your guts, inside your mind, then all of a sudden that musculoskeletal issue can resolve itself as well. Right. Shit's crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, I mean, just if we go down this rabbit hole, um, uh, I made some decisions uh, at the time that I released my book in 2014 that that led to me getting into a situation where I was uh, financially pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because I really wanted to make change in my life. And from a business perspective, I felt like I had to just, you know, turn the whole ship around. Mm -hmm. And that financially um, uh, made me start struggling and put me in a pretty uncomfortable position uh, that we don't have to get into all the details. But I I was uncomfortably uh, uncomfortable financially. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, my body was uh, suffering from back pain. Like all of a sudden, like this herniated disc was flaring up. And what's going on? Why? Why is that happening? And uh, at the same time, uh, I, I was uh, interacting with a lot of different people, and, and some of them were, were healers, and they, they uh, 
were telling me that, you know, back pain and financial stress go hand in hand. And when uh, one of these healers was telling me this, I was feeling and experiencing an, oh my God, excruciating amount of back pain as they were telling me. And uh, it, it is interesting because it has to have some kind of connection uh, to some degree, just like you said. It's like if you get you know poked with a little needle, it, it, you can experience it in the same place in your brain and feel it the same way as if yeah. uh, you got your heart broken. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it is interesting how that how that works. Yeah. Uh, Journaling is a big thing that they mention that Sar- Sarno mentions as far as his uh, calls it TMS tension myoneuritis syndrome which is like a long word for uh essentially that your brain yeah i'm like yeah right, right sorry. i like because so much of the stuff i say is just like you know ridiculous so i like to every once in a while throw an unnecessary polysyllabic word in there just a little validation practice <laughs> what he says in there is that you actually end up uh sending less blood flow like you end up choking out that that area of your your body when you have that stress. Wow! So you like suffocate yourself. In that stress. makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. So journaling is a really great practice in there of um, starting to just like we have all the. I did a poetry thing recently. A guy called NQ. He's mm. dope. I highly recommend. We're gonna do a podcast. He's he's great. That's look, awesome. Look I, I can't wait to check it out. Dude, NQ's great. Yeah, he's like spectacular. Just specimen of a, of a mind. Highly recommend people looking into his stuff. Um, and he kind of like, he gave us 25 minutes to write this poem. And he's like, there's no rules, no structure, like anything you write, if it's true, and it's like coming from your heart, then it's a poem. Mm-hmm. Like cool. no bullshit of like five out, you know, whatever. It's just like come from your heart, let it flow out. Rhyme, not rhyme, it's a poem. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking, like we just, that's something that I just don't give myself space to do in my life. But as you do it, you start getting into all these like different channels and like floodgates in Mm -hmm. your body. You're like, oh shit. Because we're so do based, Mm -hmm. more deadlift, more, you know, kip up, more whatever. So having that space, all of a sudden it gets you into, uh, you start opening up some emotional stuff in there. Yeah, that's huge. I spilled uh, water on your couch. Sorry. Oh, it you're good. It's, it's just water. It's no no big deal. Too well, excited. <laughs> sometimes you have to you have to move around a little bit as you're expressing God, yourself. Express myself. Uh, you had to cool yourself down. <laughs> Took a little cold shower. Um, what was I gonna say? Journaling. Uh, oh, I was I, gonna ask practices in relation to like back pain and stuff, but whatever. Oh, oh, practices, like yeah, movement whatever. practice? That was what I was trying go to... Go take a yoga class. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a start. That's something. He, this is how I see it. It's super simple. Most people don't remember how they got out of bed this morning. Mm. They just got out of bed, right? But if you gotten hurt in the past and you try to get out of bed... I bet you a million bucks you're going to tell your mom, your dad, your brother... I was in so much pain and I was rolling out of bed and I had to kick my leg over and put my hand on. You know exactly the steps that you took to get out of bed when you were in pain. So, um, one, what that tells us is that when we are in pain, we become aware. Now, the other thing is that when you are in pain, you also manage to find positions, movement patterns, strategies uh, to move in a way that the pain is minimized. Mm -hmm. That's the beginning of your practice. Mm. 
So how can we move right now in a way that is conducive uh, for strengthening the patterns that are uh, potentially going to be beneficial if something ever were to happen? And at the same time, facilitate what we're currently doing in a way that we're becoming more efficient and effective. So all I'm doing is I'm saying, you know what, if you want to teach people how to sit on the ground uh, while they're working because you believe that within it they're going to find uh, corners that are stiff and they're going to be able to mobilize or they're going to realize that they're missing maybe some stability or strength that they can develop in these positions, that's the exercise. Yeah. And if those things are not leading to you know, healing your back or getting you emotionally stable to some degree or having the right conversations, then the practice is incomplete. Hmm. And, and our job as the experts that we are, right? Totally. <laughs> because we have the headset. You heard me say anterior cingulate cortex. Yeah, exactly. We heard you. <laughs> that doesn't validate me. I don't know. We all does. heard you. <laughs> we all heard you, dude. Uh, but we have the headset, and here we are telling the truth, right? We're we're, truth. we're speaking the freaking truth. It's radical honesty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and But this is the thing. is like we're all full of it, yeah. and the sooner we realize that we're full of it, uh, the sooner we start making the change that we can make. And I, the way I see it is how can I create an environment that helps people ask themselves the right questions and to realize that they on their own are already doing the right things to either get themselves out of pain or move towards a higher level of performance and then really highlight the things that they're doing really well and continuing to nurture those so they become a habit and they multiply and now transcend the the exercise the practice itself into every aspect of their life that's that's what we're really doing we're we're just trying to get people aligned mm. with um their own best practice mm. cool man yeah i think it's that simple yeah I what do you, you think i'm on board yeah yeah <laughs> i just- <laughs> It's like, should we drop the mic? <laughs> uh, that's what I was feeling. I was just, I was gonna say, like, where do people sort your stuff out? Where do people learn more? I'd, I'd like to mention because I am quite enamored with the strike movement stuff. I appreciate people, that. People ask me quite a lot about uh, what kind of like stretchy pants I wear, mm. and I mostly wear just like no name, whatever. Yeah, where are these nonsense. jeans? You're wearing some jeans right now. These are like f- kind of. These are like my first pair of fancy jeans that I bought. I already got like coffee stains. And your stuff fancy over. pants. These are my fancy pants. I got them at. Uh, I don't remember where the place I got them, but these are. Fa- I don't even know what brand they are. It's some um, something, but they're stretchy. They're stretchy. Yeah. Any pants I wear, they're stretchy. My rule is that if you tear your pants mm-hmm. as you live your life, you're like graduating. It's yeah. a good thing. So if I hear a rip on a subway, I'm like, fuck yeah. How much did you pay for those pants? You think fancy pants? These fancy pants, they were half off. They were 150 dollars. 150 bucks. Yeah. Dude, my pants. People ask me about my pants all the time. I paid 29.99. At that's H- most all of my pants. At H&M. Yeah, that's P- the way. This is my only pair of fancy pants, I swear, Carl. Fancy pants. But, <laughs> but Strike Movement is not H&M. Strike Movement is something else. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, Strike Movement is a footwear and apparel brand. Uh, we focus mainly on footwear, but we also have apparel. Uh, it's it's a company founded by Mark Morissette. He used to be a pro snowboarder. Uh, he's also a savant when it comes to um, uh, design and aesthetic, and uh, on on bringing to life bringing to life uh, uh, something that uh, doesn't have life, such as a shoe. And he is uh, one of those beautiful minds that uh, you know. Uh, 
is doing something very unique. And uh, I I came in uh, to become an ambassador for Strike Movement back in the day. And when I left Reebok, I I also became an investor and a shareholder and and an advisor. And yeah, we're doing wonderful things. It's uh, uh, it's growing. Uh, the the message is that we're all united by motion. So we're encouraging people to move, and uh, we're encouraging people to move with uh, some intention and to connect while doing that. And uh, we hopefully provide some tools such as shoes that are not going to get in your way, get out of your way, but still have a little uh, flair to them where they're uh, quote unquote fashionable, and where the aesthetic kind of just sets a tone for what uh our 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 little you know pizzazz what kind of style yeah. is you uh, do pants and stuff too yeah we, we we don't have like uh dress pants no fancy pants but they're they're fancy jogger pants yeah Darn. like sweat pants but they're nice they are nice yeah. i have no affiliation to them but by the way just so people know i'm not like trying to sell anything we'll right send now. you the free free little starter kit little bag. <laughs> here's the starter bag. game <laughs> <laughs> How do people learn more about the other stuff? What's, where do people go? Uh, yeah, for, for my stuff, they should go to freestyleconnection.com. I'm really excited about what we're doing there. Um, we're still like in the in the middle of uh, uh, really setting uh, it very clear what it is that our intentions are. My intention is I want to give people... Uh, tips, <laughs> life hacks on on how to design their life so they can live uh, at their highest. Don't and resent it down the line, Carl. No, no, I can't. Oops. I can't. I can't. <laughs> what do that. have I done? Yeah, what have I done? I've quantified uh, tips. That totally shit. But yeah, basically just uh, sharing some information on how to move better, how to eat what better, uh, what are some basic lifestyle choices you can make. Uh, you know, what is the technology that you wear from the watch that you're wearing right now? It's a movement watch, right? I like shit that says movement. Yeah, it's nice. I just like the word. It's nice. Do they sponsor your podcast yet? No, they got bought out by um, Movado. I was really disappointed. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm like not as stoked on movement. I mm -hmm. was like super movement watch guy. And now you're just like... Now I'm like, Movado. Movado's great. I mean, I think it's a good company, but it's not. I like little companies. Yeah, kind of cue the flush the toilet soundbite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We got to get somebody on that. <laughs> yeah, right? Gotta yeah. Get that going. You, you got to get Maria, some of the soundbites in. Maria, if you're listening, put a toilet thing in. There you go. But we'll try. This will be the first one. It probably won't happen. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so that's what that is. And, and, and I want to talk about all aspects of, uh, performance, not just movement, not just nutrition and lifestyle, but also technology and business and culture and talk about it in a way that, uh, is just opening the conversation. And right now, what's super exciting for me is, um, I have, uh, started working one-on-one -on -one with people and some people call it life coaching, but if you had to... If you had to really define it uh, according to what I'm really doing, it, it sounds more like business development. Sure. So I'm helping people really um, crystallize their, their ideas, the things that they're imagining, and then bringing uh, a strategic template to, to, the, to the plate and uh, then encouraging them to act on it. And it's it's really fun, and it's. Uh, Is there any one practice or tip that you could give to flush out someone's creative vision of anything? Yeah, I, I think the biggest one is uh, is having your anchor in your intent. So, for example, for me, what I know is that my 
intent is always to bring the best out of people. Hmm. That's what it is. So anything that I do, whether it's selling shoes or teaching people how to do the muscle up, all I want to do is to bring the best out of you. So if you can anchor yourself in your intent, your purpose, now you have something. Then we can get a little bit more specific, which is uh, now we need to have a mission. And we need something that's written out that's very crystal clear. And you can write a mission. So anyone who's listening, you can write a personal mission statement by answering five questions. Who are you? What do you do? Who do you do it for? What is it those people need? And when they get their needs met, what kind of impact do you make in their life? Done. And when you have that mission statement written out in a very concise, uh, you know, one or two sentences, you can look at that and that stimulates your brain to feel a certain way, to look at the world a certain way, and all of a sudden to feel fulfilled as you're acting. And then there's a bunch of exercises you can do around this. And this level of self-development gets you started. And now we can take anything you have on your mind and we can turn it into a business. And a business is not, let's go ahead and make money. It's creating a lifestyle that is conducive for you to be a part of it and to grow yourself and grow people around it and to deliver the message of uh, your intent, your purpose. Yeah, money comes as a product of improving people's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's been a big thing for me. My relationship with money has totally changed uh, over the last couple of years. And as that has changed... I'm now living in abundance again in a way that just feels so great. And uh, I, I highly encourage people to uh, feel comfortable exploring these things. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's do it. How long was that? I don't even know. 57 minutes and a half. That was pretty good. That's perfect. Dude. Thanks. Bam. Thank you. Over now. Thank you so much for tuning in that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, we got a couple things to help support that body of yours, one of which is the Align Band that people have been really loving, which I'm super grateful for. Um, it is a heavy-duty resistance band, comes along with a door anchor, traveling case, and then a online video guide on how to use that thing. It's my absolute go-to travel tool. I've got it hanging literally from my door right beside me now. Um, use it regularly. Use it with clients. Uh, it can be found at alignpodcast.com slash gear uh, on Amazon, and you can also find it at Line Band on Instagram. Um, also, we finally did it. We created the Align Method online program, which focuses on unwinding the patterns of staring into technology, essentially. So forward head posture, rolled forward shoulders, rolled forward spine, kind of like just that hunchy posture thing that um, modern world is is stricken by uh, gets into how to align your physical body so self-care joint by joint from ankle to knee to hip to spine to head to neck etc really good stuff also gets into lifestyle um, gets into morning routines nighttime routines how to effectively handstand how to move on the ground Um, people have been loving that. Thank you all for grabbing it. The ones that have, and if people have any questions about that, you can reach out at align podcast on Instagram. I'm happy to support. All right. Thank you guys. Enjoy your day. Thanks for joining you. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for reviews on iTunes. That's it.